Hi, uh, I'm Topper, um, and um, one of the creators of Crypto Coliseum, um, which is a extremely hard pivot for us from building a layer one blockchain, actually, um, which was uh, called Tupelo back in the day. Um, but uh, we've been building Crypto Coliseum um, for, um, I, guess, I guess we started with the idea of building a, a gladiator-based collectible back in December of 2020, so just about a year ago. Um, and then, you know, gradually over time, I've been building uh, a gladiator battle game um, from there. Uh, I live in Berlin, um, but I'm an American, as you can probably tell from my accent, um, and uh, have been involved in the crypto space in, in one form or another since around 2016 or so. Um, and uh, this, this game being sort of the, the latest iteration of that. Um, crypto Coliseum is, um, like I said, a gladiator battle game. It's a little more casual than many of the other um, player, you know, blockchain games you might see. Um, the the basic idea of the game is that there are player-owned gladiators. They battle a few times a day. Um, players can bet on those tournaments. The outcome of the tournament is determined by the stats of the gladiator, um, the price movement of the faction they belong to. So, like if ETH or Matic or Bitcoin is going up or down, the gladiators fight for different factions and the, that price movement affects the outcome, um, as well as the items that players place on the gladiators. Um, so they can put potions and curses and all sorts of fun items um, that affect the, the outcome of the battle. So it's the only game that I know of where you can both bet on and influence the, um, uh, something that you know, you're betting on, um, which is a super fun thing. Um, and uh, right now, it's play to earn because we're kind of the opposite of a casino, which is that players win a little more than they lose. Um, and uh, I can get into the details of why that's possible, but we'll do that for now. Um, and we're introducing um, even more influence and play to earn metrics with this uh, with the seats partnership here, which you know we'll get into a little later. And yeah, uh, that's, that's just... really yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. I was just going to say, yeah, my name's uh, Andrew Ikerzi, uh, one of the other uh, co-founders with Topper. And, you know, just happy to be here. Appreciate it. And yeah, I think it'd be great to go into some of the seats and kind of where we're going with this partnership because we're really jazzed about it. Yeah, perfect. I mean, I, I don't know where you guys want to kind of kick it off. If you want to maybe kick off a little bit more in terms of like the seats or just like kind of play, play to earn in general, play to earn has, gaming has really taken the crypto space by storm. Um, and it's, it's quite a unique gaming model like you just described. Uh, so maybe, maybe we kick it off there just for people who sure. may not be too familiar with the play to earn space. Sure. Um, and, uh, and Andrew, feel free to just jump in and interrupt me too. Um, <laughs> I, I'll start with like, a, like the briefest overview um, of kind of where the industry is at and then talk a little bit about, about why I'm super excited about this partnership too. Um, so play to earn um, is, uh, oh, shift, how can I put this? It's kind of like the next evolution in games, right? So that games you used to have to pay for them um, and then free to play came about. Um, and the whole industry looked at free to play and said, that'll never work. Like it can never be as good as the games that people pay for. Turns out now free to play is the dominant uh, economic driver in games. 
Um, and then blockchain offered a whole nother primitive, which allowed um, the concept of play to earn, meaning that the game can actually pay you to play it. Um, there are a number of examples of that now. Let's see, Infinity is probably the, uh, I, I won't say it necessarily is the first, but it's definitely the most famous and the one that really made it, um, it showed people that, hey, this is, this is really possible. Um, for those that aren't deep in the space, um, Axie is, uh, and I'm, I'm almost positive that this audience has heard of Axie at least. Um, last time I looked, and this was a while ago, so it might be even more, um, they make, you know, they do about $10 million a day in revenue. Um, the um, more people in the Philippines have a, a Ronin wallet, which is the Axie wallet, uh, than have a credit card. Um, and the, the people that um, sort of grind it out um, for Axie end up um, earning an above minimum wage salary um, uh, in, for the Philippines. So it's, uh, the way that economy works is that um, uh, you know, rich folks, because you have to be kind of rich because you're buying in for three to $5,000 for a set of axes, um, buy, uh, buy an asset um, and the purchase price of that asset um, is, uh, is what kind of fuels the whole economy. Um, so the, the, the sort of nice way to say that is it's, it's a growth-based economy, basically that the economy sustains itself by new people coming in all the time. Uh, there are some other words for that too, maybe. But, um, uh, and you know, people, the way you need to, to earn cash flow on your asset is by playing it. Um, and that's where the sort of the grind it comes out. And then the people who bought the $5,000 actually are probably um, just want to, uh, you know, pay someone else to basically uh, make that cash flow happen. And that's where the sort of earn comes in for that particular game. Uh, <clears throat> most play to earn games follow something similar to that, um, where it's like an, uh, an expensive asset purchase combined with grinding um, affords um, some sort of cash flow. <clears throat> so uh, um, does that make sense? Did I miss anything, Andrew? Or no, I think, I think you covered it. I think you covered it there. But, you know, I think one of the points and I know you're getting to this next, but I'm going to jump in because I'm really excited about it. And then you can explain it better um, is in Axie, right? You're taking your asset and you're tying it up and it's all tied up in Axie assets. Um, and it kind of limits some of the options there, how many of them you can buy and all those kind of things. Um, and now through this partnership that we're doing with Chidao that we're so excited about, instead of wrapping up your assets and getting them all into axes and only not earning in any other way the idea is you're going to deposit those and then we're going to help you play but you're going to be earning on both your asset and holding it say you want to be you know long eth and you have a bunch and you want to hold on to it you can do that and still unlock some of the playing and i'm sure that's where you're going next tapper so i'm sorry for stealing your thunder but it's really unique model that hey you get to hold on to your asset basically, and still use it to unlock some fun stuff in the game. Um, so it's, uh, it's an, yeah, update we'll, and an upgrade to the model as far as we see it. Exactly. Did you did you see that that was like a, a issue with like these traditional kind of um, gaming? So like if I have, you know, if I have ETH and I'm, I'm very long on ETH, but I really want to play a game, you're kind of in this like dilemma. Should I sell my ETH to play the game? Was that like a big issue that you saw in the gaming space? Yep. Yeah, for sure. Okay. It's actually, I think, twofold things. So one, me as a player, right? Um, mm -hmm. I mean, in our current game, like even us, right? Like our current ask is, please swap your crypto for our crypto and then play the game, right? And so 
then you're going to yeah. be earning in our token. And then the idea is you would you cash out back to the other crypto, right? So that's even our current model. Um, so yes, I mean, I think it's much a better, easier ask to say to someone here, lock up your assets, play this game. Since it's play to earn, you will you know, theoretically be earning over time. And then you can go back and unlock those assets. So you've kept your positions in the crypto that you believe in, right? So, and we're also early. We all think there's a lot of upside in, in a bunch of crypto, right? So that's that's single fold, and that's kind of the, the easy one there. Even even yeah. better though is in the sort of Axie model. And again, I'm just not picking on them. There's, that's most play to earn games now. It's this idea of the the growth based model, which the the game needs to keep bringing in new players and keep people buying Axies in order to keep delivering that earnings. Now, with the, what we're doing with ChiDAO, uh, we're actually going to be using DeFi primitives to earn yield for folks. <clears throat> um, and there's two things that are kind of awesome about that. One is that um, it's people able to test and have fun in a game um, in a sort of lightweight way um, while earning yield. Um, and then the, the other thing is that that money is going to work in the whole ecosystem as opposed to being trapped in a single game, right? That's that, To me, that's what's really cool. It's like a, it's really good for the ecosystem, bringing in new people, putting their capital to work throughout the ecosystem. Um, meanwhile, they're yeah, still having fun playing the game. Yeah, and just to append a little bit on the playing the game, one of the things we also see is that word grind is sort of kind of a bummer in the end, where you're going through all this work, maybe the game's good, maybe it's not, you know, we know we're not at you know, AAA title investments with hundreds of millions going into the, to the game itself at this point. So we wanted to make something that was more casual, easy to hop in Discord, place a bet, all those kind of things. And if you buy into a Gladiator, actually just by them winning, you can earn. So you can play very, very passively, or you can get kind of more active, buy items, really think about the odds and the payouts and play off some of the rules and understanding and things like that. So we kind of keep the game really casual so you can play and still have a life outside of that. Um, and so that's, that's nice. kind of one of the design principles that we were going with. We didn't want it to be this all-encompassing grind to play, but rather, hey, put mm -hmm. some money in, hold your asset, earn some interest, and have some fun engaging as deeply as you want. Yeah, but it does sound like there's there's quite a bit of like strategy as well that you can you can play. So it's like there's that passive element, but there's quite a bit of strategy. The like, am I correct Absolutely. in saying this? Absolutely. Yeah. There's a fair amount of strategy in it, picking your spots, knowing where your odds are going to pay off. There's also a big social element that's been emerging that we're pretty excited about, where there's kind of ludices, which is uh, the Roman word for gladiator school. Um, and so we actually have seasons and people are kind of self-organizing and those teens, if you will, are kind of talking trash, helping support each other um, and playing out that way. So again, I think there's a couple of different ways to engage, but it's not, none of it in my mind is a grind. The only grind is, hey, how often do I want to jump in? How deeply do I want to like kind of look at the odds and look at the items and look at the stats and, and analyze who I think will be best and my best odds? You know, so it's really just that. It's just a matter of, how much do you want to do? Not if you don't do this, then you're wasting your you know, $5,000 Axie investment. And that's really bad unless you're spending hours and hours a day or getting someone else to do it. So it's a slightly different model gotcha. in a couple of different dimensions. Gotcha. Yeah, I think like- I, I know, I, it, Sorry, sorry. I, the, I was just gonna say, I know that the, earlier on you had mentioned that it's kind of like the opposite of a casino where like you, you win more than you lose. Is that like, because you said it is, is passive and all that kind of stuff. What are, 
I mean, what are the odds of you winning more than, than you lose? So the way that that works is, um, uh, and the way that's possible with the economy. Um, so the <laughs> basics of it is there's a betting pool, um, and the game actually puts extra money into the betting pool as opposed to extracting from the betting pool, right? So a casino takes its, whatever it is, 1%, 0.5% from pools of people betting, right? And so we actually add crypto to that pool. Now, the reason why that works for the economy um, is because of the items, right? So people are playing items on the gladiators, which are removing PTG, which is our coin, from the system, which allows us to add money to the betting pools. So the people who are betting um, over time will win a little more than they lose because the betting pool is bigger than the amount of money that was put in. That is super cool. That is super cool. And like right now I'm in the UAE. And so like, hey, like when I went to go look for your website to throw it on Twitter, it actually blocks your website because I guess it thinks it's it's gambling. But now maybe I can go and tell somebody that, no, it's actually not gambling. It's uh, the opposite of a casino. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean the, um, there's definitely randomness and luck involved, right? And, and there <laughs> needs course. to be, but but really there needs to be in any game. So, uh, you know, there's a certain amount of randomness is, is definitely a part of it. Yeah, and I think what's, um, what's super cool about the game, too, is like, you know, Andrew touched on this, and, and we, I think we touched about this a little bit, but it, just to reiterate, like, it's a casual game if you want to be, right? Like, you can come in, you could, you could just buy a gladiator and then just do nothing, right? And then your gladiator will sit there earning. Um, otherwise, um, you could come in and just, just bet on game, uh, gladiators that you like. Um, and uh, you know, unless you're a very unlucky person over time, that'll work for you too. Um, obviously, you can't just put it all in and expect to win on that first time, right? I want to reiterate that. Like, as Andrew said, there's luck involved here. So you, you can't just drop it all and say, wait, why didn't I win? Um, gotcha. But um, then the, uh, but the real like, deep game, if you really get into it, is, is very much a social game. Like, it's about coordinating with other people um, because you can influence these battles, right? So right now, uh-huh. a coordination point is placing the items. And so our, the players who are forming uh, Ludi, um, the plural Ludus, are coming together and, and teaming up to say, like, as soon as the tournaments are announced, we're going to start putting items on the gladiators that we want to win, right? Uh-huh. Um, now, the partnership that we're doing with Chidao <clears throat> adds another potential co- social coordination um, which is that the seats that you get for opening the vaults are, uh, have also have influence on the battle too. So it'll be kind of a double coordination thing, right? With the items and then also the, uh, the, the social, like, yes, I want this gladiator to win. We're going to cheer together collectively for this gladiator. Oh, um, oh. If, I may, if I may ask, uh, how, how are, what are the ways that um, one can influence the battle? Like, what, what can people do? So right now, it's um, it's placing items on the, mm-hmm. on the gladiators, um, and next up will be the the cheering from the seats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. so there's like just at a high level, there's like four factors if you're trying to like really go deep on it. And again, you but you can just pick one you like and look at the odds. And you can do pretty well, right? Because there is a big randomness, right? Like, you know, it's, you know, it's not quite an NCAA pool, but, you know, you can do well just playing around, being casual, dropping a few bets and that kind of stuff. But if you want to, like, really break it down, you have the stats of the original Gladiator and they vary and there's different levels of rarity of them. 
Um, there's primordial ones, which we have about 20 of, and you know, there's only going to be 99 of those ever in the game. And then there's kind of a lower generation one, and they have stats and whatever. So you can look at stats. You can place items. So these are single-use NFTs, like potions and things, that actually give the gladiator a better chance. And there's a certain number of spots, and you can drop them in there. There's even curses. So you can actually get a curse on somebody and actually hurt you're the guy you want to lose, the gladiator you want to lose his chances. So there's stats of the gladiator, items being dropped. There's the faction that they fight for. And they each fight for right now, the four factions are Doge, Ethereum, uh, Bitcoin, and Matic, since we're running on Matic. Um, and then there's that big element of luck. And now we're adding essentially a fifth one, which will be this idea of cheering. So by having a seat, by having a vault, just by saying, I'm rooting for this one, gives them a slightly better chance of winning. You have these factors, they all come into it, boom, that, that decides the winners. And there's you know tournament, multiple tournaments a day and bigger weekly ones with much bigger rewards and stuff like that. So if you wanna go deep, you can balance all those things. And two or three of them are influenceable and two or three of them, you know, and two of them are more like, hey, what's happening in the market? Can I make a prediction? Do I wanna think about it? Who are they actually fighting for? And actually with the recent price movement, the faction ones, have been a pretty big one, right? With BTC having some bad days and Doge jumping up and down and things like that. So a little bit of prediction uh, kind of fits in there as well. But there's a couple of factors, they all come together, you get a winner and uh, you're rewarded if you can pick the right one. <laughs> no, I, I love it, I love it. Like, again, there, there's that passive element to it, but then it can be as as engaging as as like you, you really want it. Uh, want it to be you, you mentioned the seats can you um can you talk a little bit more about like how like what the different style of seats are and and, and the way that they influence the yep so by the size of the vault you open um through the interface will grant you a level of seat the highest level um i, sh I should be actually it's funny because in the Colosseum, the most expensive seats are on the ground floor, kind of like floor side seats kind of thing, right? So the emperor's seat at the bottom, which is the best. Um, and then above that, the senator's seat, which is the second best. Then there's the equestrian seat, um, which is um, the uh, the one like the sort of lowest, um, like I don't know what to call it, like gauged tier. Um, and then there's the citizen seat which is everybody you can get that even if you open uh you know for one one dollar or whatever um whatever. i, I still like calling those plebes because that's a funny name for roman citizens and like the lower but i but we've been told you know that sounds a little insulting so so it's citizens <laughs> not plebes but i don't know i'm a plebe it's all good <laughs> yeah i'm 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 a plebe as well i actually i, I always thought it was a pleb so that's well, how you, you might be right that's you how plebish right. i i am no, you might be right. It might be, I have to flip that around. I'm not even sure. Yeah, so um, the different, as so, Topper said, the different seats have to do with the value that you lock up and the bigger the kind of seat, the higher up the seat, the more influence you're going to have on the results. But again, this is only one of several factors in that. And that's going to be kind of in a new release that's coming out soon. So we're going to have the vaults launching in January and we're going to fold in. That's really a new function for us mm -hmm. and a new model for us. Topper, I actually think we should bring up the idea we were talking about the other day, the kind of new dimension. Do you, are you cool with that or is that am I jumping the gun? No, I was actually going to just say that we should do that too. So go for it. Okay, go ahead. You, you take the first shot. <laughs> oh, well, there's two different things. So gladiator or the multiple projects here? The gladiator. 
Okay. Yeah. So um, also, we will be um, releasing a new Gladiator, um, which will have a Cheetah theme to it. Um, and uh, and the idea there is that um, you know the you're going to get these seats, right? And the seats, as you've seen from some of the artwork that we've been teasing out, um, has the the Cheetah logo as part of the seat, right? Um, and then there will be a Gladiator. Um, themed with the uh, you know, themed for Cheetah as well. Um, details to be decided, um, but it'll be a primordial gladiator, which is one of our, which is the you know, a limited edition, and there's only 99 that will ever be created, um, and it has better stats. Um, so the your, the Cheetah audience, right, the ones with the seats, will be able to to have a a, a gladiator to go and and cheer for for kind of. I will say by default, but I don't mean that like software default. I mean like a person's default cheering could be for that gladiator. <laughs> and well, uh, I mean, you know, Popper's the one that's going to be in charge of our our smart contracts. So I, I'm promising when I'm not the one delivering, which you know, having been involved in software for a long time, is is kind of a no no. But I can't help it. The the goal is actually for us to work towards making those you know representative gladiators for Chidao and then maybe other project DeFi projects in the future. Um, would be that they're actually owned by the people that are participating through that project. So we have a little work to do to kind of have that collective ownership completely worked out, but that's the goal, not just have it be representative, hey, it's a Chidao, you know, a style gladiator, but also the audience that engages through these seats essentially all have a piece of that gladiator and they can get a small share of that passive income that's associated with that. I love that. That's I great. love that. That'll yeah, that'll definitely bring like some some excitement within the within the space. And this is this is again projects on on Polygon that you're uh, that you're That's looking right. to do this with. That's yeah, right. Correct. And you know, and who knows, maybe further down the road. But we have a you know a small team and big ideas that we're chasing yeah. after. So for now, it's it's Chidao all the way, and your guys are the the awesome first project here. But maybe some other ones on Polygon, and then who knows. Um, but we're really excited about that idea of having that representative gladiator. There's some logistics to figure out. Um, as you can tell, mm -hmm. we're kind of announcing it in real time. But, you know, it's a small team and this is all, you know, this is the, the pace of the market. It moves and changes. So here we are. But it just seemed like a really exciting way to add to it and really make it great for the casual player, right? If you have a vault, yeah. you're really doing it for the vault and all the great things that that brings you and you're, you know, holding on to your, 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 your invested coin and all those kind of things. But here's a way, hey, even if I don't want to spend a ton of time in Discord uh, with on the project, they'll still be, hey, when our gladiator's up, I'm gonna go root for them. It's casual, I can throw my extra little bets on there. It gives an easier way for players that are gonna just be a little bit engaged on the game side and more focused on the deep five project side, um, a way to engage and, and kind of know what's going on and have some real fun with it. Uh, I love that. I'm a competitive person. And so like, I cannot wait to just like, for our gladiator kick the ass of all of the other projects on Polygon. <laughs> <laughs> So you said uh, your your vaults are launching in January, correct? Yes, that's the, the current target. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, perfect. And, and so, if if um, our users already have vaults on on Chidao, what does that mean for creating a vault with uh, Crypto Coliseum? Is it is it something that they'll have to exit out of their vault and enter one of yours? Go ahead and. 
uh, yep. So the, um, yep. So the, the current way the process works, um, and I, and then I'll go into one more, like more DGen thing briefly. It's a little more technical. So, but anyway, start off. Uh, it's a simple interface. Basically, you drop in uh, crypto of your choice. We'll support um, any of the, uh, um, the, the collateral that you support um, at the time of launch. Dropping crypto, um, our software takes care of, uh, I guess, using your Zapper contract as well. Um, will, you know, if it can go into a CAM token, it will. And then it takes a 30% loan out in my, and then swaps that for our PTG. Um, and so, yes, you'll have to uh, open a, a new vault through that interface, because um, what it does is it gives you, um, uh, the seat that you get comes with two seasons of cheering power. Seasons are six weeks. Um, and to do to use the cheering power, the vault has to be open. The NFT is, is yours to keep forever, um, but the, the power of the seat um, lasts for two seasons as long as that vault remains open. Okay. Gotcha. That, that, makes, that sense? makes sense. Yes, I believe I believe that it does. At least it makes sense for me. Uh, let me read through. Uh, I want to also make sure that I'm reading through some of the questions that the audience has, because I have, I mean, I have a ton of excitement and I can kind of uh, skip the audience's questions sometimes. So let me, uh, let me see here. I'm not sure if you see a question you think um, um, we should ask. Um, yeah. So the, the very first one, um, What's the process for getting um, the funds from from Tidal to Crypto Colosseum? Like, what's the connection between both of them? Like, what can people do? Like, I mean, it's it's pretty yeah. obvious. Like, you can open your vault in in Tidal uh, with your tokens right now. In the future, we will see if if um, PTG can can be a collateral too, but. Right now, you can use your tokens and borrow against them, and then with that, you can buy PTG, and um, you can uh, follow up with this Icarus and Tobowers. Like, what can users yeah. do to, to to improve? Yeah. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> I'm seeing some some uh, like in the chat asking about um, like wrapping and stuff like that too. So mm -hmm. we have to figure out the economics of that. So like right now. Um, it's good for both projects because of that swap to PTG, right? Um, and uh, and gives you some PTG to walk around. And so, like the premise for the player is, they come in, they're depositing their Matic. Um, they don't like need to fully understand how the vaults and everything work, too, right? Because they basically deposit, um, and all of that happens for them. So the vault gets opened, it drops into Ave if it needs to, or the CAM tokens if it needs to. Um, takes out the my loan, swaps that to PTG, and drops all of that into their wallet so they can go and get started playing while earning the rewards from you, from Ave, um, and uh, yeah. And so all that's easy. So if it's without the swap to PTG, we'll just have to figure out, um, you know, to talk about it between the two projects, um, how to make that work for everybody. Perfect. Uh, there was a question here, uh, why the Gladiator theme? Uh, it's a good question. So um, I mentioned that back in December 2020, we started it, um, with the idea of a collectible, right? So um, this was before we were even thinking game. Um, and we looked at 
collectibles and, and looked at how rarity really played a, a key role in people's interest in, collectib in collectibles. And we thought, okay, but the rarity all right now is totally arbitrary. Um, like it's just developers decided on rarity and that's what it is. Um, and so what if we did a, a cool gladiator collectible where the gladiators would fight and then die or the token would get burnt. Um, and so when you had your collectible at the end of it, you had this like provable rarity to it. Um, so that was the that was the concept back at the beginning. Um, as we started to do that, we started to run the battles in our Discord. Um, and a key thing that we haven't actually talked about is we use AI extensively. We use something called GPT-3, uh, which is a text mm. generating AI. And we use that yeah. all over the place. Like the, what's that? Yeah, from OpenAI? Yeah, exactly, yep. Yeah. Um, so the, the backstories of the gladiators are generated with GPT-3, the, um, and then all the tournaments and battles are generated with GPT-3. So back in the day, we started to play those battles in Discord, um, and people just got really into the battles themselves and wanted to do more around that, and that's when we decided to, to move from being a pure collectible um, into having uh, real gameplay behind it. And just to add a little more there, the theme has evolved a little bit. You know, it started with this idea of, of kind of crypto Rome. And so that means kind of a future Roman empire with a lot of crypto themes going on. And through the different gladiators, there's actually a lot of backgrounds, again, built with GPT-3 and some of them kind of goofier and whatever. But it's this sort of steampunky Roman, all driven by cryptocurrencies, future past world. Um, and so it's, it's certainly not strictly gladiators, although we take a lot of inspiration from the Colosseum and if you just take a step back, a little bit of what we're trying to get to here is have the Colosseum be what it was in ancient Rome, which was a place to hang out, hang out, talk with others in your kind of you know investment class, if you will, right, and and, and socialize and show off a bit. Um, you know, senators would sponsor games and then and and all this kind of thing. The emperor would be paying for it and showing off and all those kind of things. So it's a little bit of this. Hey, as we can get more DeFi projects involved. It's a place for cross folks to hang out and have some fun. Um, and that's really what we're going for. That's the, the theme overall. So not strictly gladiators and not strictly historical, but certainly inspired by all those things. Yeah, and just to um, uh, to reiterate on something that Andrew Derek or Steve just uh, hinted at and just say it formally there, um, kind of we've been hinting at it is you know, this partnership with Qidao is is the next step in our evolution, right, as a game, um, which is to really make our Coliseum and our sporting events a central place for DeFi projects and eventually other NFT projects to come together to talk, to, you know, share alpha, to hang out and have a cultural event that brings people together. Um, and the seats are really great because they help people self-organize into their sort of tier of DeFi user, right? So if I'm opening a $1 vault, I probably want to sit with other people who are also just learning, like me. Um, if mm. I'm opening up a $5,000 vault, I probably want mm -hmm. to sit with other people who are experienced, like me. Um, and as we bring on other projects and get that tiering just right, it, I think it becomes really interesting where you could sit with people who opened a you know, $5,000 balancer position 
with this with sitting next to the people who had five thousand dollar my vault positions and things like that. And you have the fun game to give you an anchor to kind of chat about and talk trash with each other about, but then also some of those other commonalities um, that Topper had mentioned. So, I, I, to uh, me, the trash yeah. talking first, right? You got it. You got to talk trash project to project, but it, then there's all these other things that can come from there. Yeah, and the section. Sorry, as we said, the mm -hmm. sections that your seats are in are all themed for your project, and the art will be themed for your project, right? So you're very much sitting in a Qidao focused group here, um, but with the opportunity, you know, as we grow bigger, um, to 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 have cross project socialization and trash talk. <laughs> I love some good old trash talk. That is great. Um... Uh, let's see, Nacho or also the uh, Crypto yeah. Coliseum um, guys, uh, is there some questions that kind of yeah, stick out to you? A, in the... a recent question, like, uh, are you guys using on-chain randomness? Um, what's the components of uh, randomness? Like, how do you decide? So, <clears throat> yep, so um, we've always taken the opinion um, that we want everything to happen on-chain because of this influence and bet thing. Um, We've also taken some steps uh, just to get the game out and start to, to get in the hands of people. So right now, it's not VRF randomness. Um, however, so we are an oracle of randomness. However, we use uh, DRAND, which is like the Cloudflare, et cetera. Um, like it's an industry consortium for a randomness seed. So we act as an oracle to bring that randomness on chain. So we are auditable um, right now. You could audit and make sure that we did the right thing. Um, the next step in the iteration of the game, um, which I think will probably happen before the, the seats are available, uh, is to use the chain like VRF um, and, uh, and change a little bit of the way we, um, we actually do the tournaments, but that's a more of a technical detail. Um, I, I want to um, ask you about um... You you, are, you have decided to use uh, Discord as a core place where where things happen, right? In in your in Crypto Colosseum, like uh, when I first dive into it, um, I quickly realized that you you have to be on Discord or you're missing out a um, a big chunk of of the experience, right? Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Like, well, yeah. So um, I think we have uh, one of the most fun Discords around. Uh, and uh, there's a lot you can do there, right? So yes, right now, <clears throat> um, our battles are very text-heavy. Um, uh, well, in fact, they are text, I guess, right? <laughs> um, and, um, and a lot of the social aspects and stuff happens in our Discord. As well as in our Discord, we have a bunch of like mini games and stuff. So you can like have a small exhibition match that you can actually bet on. Um, there's Battle Royale in there, uh, which is like a winner-take-all thing. Um, you can actually play little human versus human games, um, which is kind of like high block, high punch kind of stuff, if you're familiar with 80s arcade games. Um, and also, like, you can play against the computer, too. So there's a bunch of loot boxes um, and stuff like that is all in our Discord. Um, now, the next evolution of the battles themselves um, will be more visual and less text-based, but that, like, cheering and the humans coming together and chatting it I, I believe will be extremely important to the game for the foreseeable future 
Um, now, whether that ends up being on Twitch or Discord or something like that, um, I guess could be up in the air. But um, but I think there will always be this component of we as humans are coming together to to watch this and enjoy it together. Yeah, and, and I would say the Discord really evolved. Um, I don't think we set out to make that the centerpiece. And I don't know that even in our UI, we've, we've done some steps to call it out, but we can definitely do better uh, and we'll do better. Because yeah, I'd say more than half the game happens in Discord at this point. And actually there's a lot of code you know, that's interacting with the Discord bot to join Ludus and move your Gladiator along and see the results for the season um, and that kind of thing. So yeah, it's it's really, been the the center i mean i'd say it's more than half the game and uh you know again i think we probably could do a little more work to to push people in there because that's that's where it's happening right now mm -hmm. that's partly just because it was again the community aspects where where a lot of the fun comes in and so it just kind of naturally kept evolving that direction um and you know you know we're very responsive to the community and are trying to always listen in and you know steer in the way and give people what they want to to help it all succeed and you know that was what was embraced so hey we're on board how do we continue to improve that and if there's a further generation of it it definitely will have that interacting across players component and that's the discord mm -hmm. is one of the best ways to do that but certainly not the only one um and so we'll uh it'll continue to evolve and change mm -hmm. hey there is a Another couple of questions. Um, I think they, yeah. Uh, is there a meta progression system outside of the combat, like um, something players can do outside of uh, waiting for the combats to happen? Yeah, so or in plans, Discord, or plans to have it in the future? <laughs> yeah, no, it, as Topper mentioned, there's these Discord mini games which actually use the gladiators and the combat system a couple of different ways. And especially like Wednesday's our big day, we're gonna be having a big uh, fun weekly tournament shortly. And there's a lot of people hanging out and playing and interacting and that kind of thing. So you can definitely do those things. We also have some like really preliminary designs about how to evolve the gladiators and have them train together. And so the Ludises will matter more when, when gladiators are, are helping boost each other's stats. Um, it'll never be a huge part. We definitely don't wanna see, you know, just grinding essentially, spending so much more, you know, making the gladiator so much better, but the, making it yet another factor. So there's there's a couple of different ways. So yeah, you can definitely play anytime you want, hop in Discord, challenge some other people, either use your gladiator or someone else's, honestly, and do some fast action-based stuff or, you know, some interactive stuff where you're playing or just passive stuff where you're betting and challenging other people and having fun. Um, and then there are, as I said, other things coming down the road, which will give even more options to the, the evolve. What do you do when there's not a tournament going on? Yeah, and just to, um, to add more color to that too, I think like right now, if you are a very passionate player, and we have a few in the audience here too, so you guys type in chat if I get any, if I miss anything, but like, you know, you kind of your your core loop, like what you what are you trying to do, right? You want to get your PTG into the system. You want to increase that PTG. You eventually want to buy a gladiator, and once you have a gladiator or or multiple gladiators, some players do, then you want to maximize that gladiator's chance of winning. Because um, there's we have seasons, and you really want to in those seasons add more PTG, um, and then eventually you want to have your your Ludus win that your gladiator is a part of. Because again, you you're gonna um, you're gonna benefit from that, and then the sort of future of the game, which is not available now to you, 
which would be the next step even after that, which is already you know challenging, would be to participate at the faction level. And the faction is kind of the governance of the game. Now we currently um, are the factions, but that will change um, in the medium term. Um, and the, those factions are the ones that, um, you know, that'll be sort of the, the next evolution for the very advanced players. But that doesn't make what, sense. What yet. is the roadmap for that? If you don't mind. Um, <clears throat> Right, so so the rules of the game are kind of the, the so the factions get to decide the item supply, um, and also the, every gladiator fights for a faction, and those factions earn uh, twenty five percent of the gladiators take. So they get about one point two five percent of the betting pools altogether. So the factions, um, <clears throat> and then um, the sort of eventual goal is those factions end up being like the uh, like the owners league in professional sports teams, right? So like if there needs to be rule changes um, or if there's gonna be you know, like, let's say we wanna do a salary cap or add more item spaces, like that kind of thing. Um, that's kind of the next step for factions. Um, and the the Ludus is kind of the intermediate step before the faction level. Um, and those will have uh, some interesting interplay. Um, but I can't go into too much detail about exactly what that will mean. But like, I think you should think of the factions as kind of like yeah, the the ownership league and the governance layer of the game. And again, uh, some of these things start sounding complicated, and I'm about to add one to it, which is just that there's actually multiple leagues. So one of the things you want to do if you have a gladiator in the lower league is kind of work your way up, um, sort of mm. like a, a football situation. So mm -hmm. you have a relegation at the end of the season where a couple of gladiators go down, a couple of kind of move up to the emperor's league. And so, you, and the prizes, obviously the winnings are bigger in that top one. And over time we expect there be more to emerge. So there's two leagues right now. And once you get past uh, 25 basically gladiators in a league, it's time to kind of open up the next one. So we see it growing that way uh, over time. But again, the point I want to make is all this other complexity is like, what do you want to engage with? And it's emergent over time. The real basic game is just get a little PTG, look at who's going to win and make your guesses on it and increase it over time. And again, there's more going into those pots than, than people put in. So it's a, a net game over time just by kind of picking not too poorly and a little bit of luck and you start making money. And then it gets into all those things with, you know, leagues and gladiators and factions um, and Ludus's, you know, in Discord and all those things. But that's all emergent as you are having fun and wanting to engage more. And it's not necessarily oh, that is hella that cool. and have a good time. Uh, that is hella cool. I, I can see universities starting to have, like, uh, teams for this. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's, uh, I mean, that's, it, yeah, it is that's interesting, what... right? Because it's, like, almost is, like, a digital sports thing, right? Sports bring people together yeah, exactly. uh, across, like, hey, uh, we're all, you can, it's funny, right? Red Sox fans and Yankees fans using baseball in, in my area, right? Like, it's both a thing to talk about, trash talk about. It's weird bonding because you're kind of competing, um, but a lot of those things, you know, sports, you know, may or may not be the way to do it. And so this is almost a, a, a DeFi crypto kind of emergent of that kind of uh, kind of social construct, if you will, it gives you something to cheer for, talk trash about, have some fun. And we have exactly. you know, hopefully engage with DeFi projects and learn as you go along with it. Where do you expect most of your user base to really come from? Like in, in terms of like geographical area? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I think just because of the, the way we've grown, um, I would say we have 
probably, and you know, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we have like basically one third, one third, one third of U.S. Africa, Europe. Um, you, you said uh, U.S. Uh, what was the second one? Africa and Europe. Africa. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, maybe even with like a little heavier weighting towards Europe and Africa, um, with a concentration in Nigeria and uh, Ghana, I think. Um, okay. Uh, I mean, part of the challenge is the time zones, right? Because part of the game is interacting with other players and whatever, like the tournament schedule somewhat is trying to dictate, we're trying to like bridge and figure out, and we're up to four a day now, just trying to bridge those time zones. And hopefully, oh, okay. you know, we can get an Asia component over time, but maybe as we add a couple of more tournaments, they can be at those other times, right? Um, and then, you know, maybe that's even league-based or things like that. So there's ways to hopefully expand. Um, yep. But that's that's part of the challenge. Like, it's great to get people together and talk trash and jiff each other um, competitively. Uh, yeah. But it means people have to come together at the same time. And obviously that, you know, on, in a world game, on, on the internet, that's a challenging thing to do. Yeah. I mean, it's funny if you look at our map, too, of the U.S., we have California and East Coast, and I, I think literally zero in between of anyone in between. I think we might have gotten a couple of Texas players recently, but, um, but that's it. Um, so we have lots of room for, for growth, um, I think, everywhere, basically. So I'm, I'm excited to see the, the growth here. Uh, I have a question. Yeah, no, I, yeah. Oh. yeah go ahead, Nacho. No, um, I'm curious about uh, if I if I understood that correctly. So the 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 gladiator can keep growing his uh, power, strength, uh, level in general. Um, is there like a prestige uh, system where everything kind of resets, keeping some stats, so uh, new users can actually beat him, or it can, it can grow to a point where a gladiator uh, can beat everyone? Like, yeah, right. um, is there are different cohort, cohorts of uh, players uh, based on the level. Right now, you cannot evolve your gladiator, but there are differences mm -hmm. in stats. So there's stronger ones and weaker ones, yeah. and it's more in the planning stage. And that's going to only ever be a smaller piece, right? So we know well, there's sort of like a baseline stat for all the NFTs that we've already issued for all these. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be a cap of like a maximum 15 or 20% improvement that you can ever have because we do want any gladiator to fight any other gladiator. Right. Then mm -hmm. referring back to those faction factors, like the gladiator stats itself is only one of say four factors today, right? How is the faction doing? So if Doge is going nuts today and gone up 30%, which can happen, and BTC is down, the best gladiator can lose to the to the to the worst gladiator. Um, and right. actually, it was one of the weaker ones that won last season. Uh, uh, Rhubarb Red Red Ribs actually was the uh, the winner. Uh, and again, that was named by an AI. You know, I just uh, just kind of one that makes me laugh. And uh, yeah, but he, he, he was not even one of the primordials. So he was not in the 99. He definitely beat out some stronger ones to kind of take home the season crown for the uh, Legion of Doom, which was the, uh, the Ludus that won this first season that just ended uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, and, and also just to add a little to that too, is um, you know, eventually we believe that there will be user-generated gladiators. Um, we are currently, you know, the game's still young, and so we've, there's 99 primordials that will be created and, and basically 1,999 Gen 1 gladiators that will be created. Um, that's the cap 
that we as the game can mint. Um, and those gladiators will always be needed to train up any future user-generated gladiators. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. maintaining that demand there. Um, just reading through some of these questions. It seems like a lot of people are really loving this. It's like Pokemon battle with super muscly oiled bo bodies. <laughs> yep. I, I like that one. I saw that. Well, it's funny. The female gladiators overall have a higher win rate than the male gladiators. So not not that you know, not that they're still not uh, oiled up hard bodies or whatever. <laughs> the reference was, but. Yeah, super muscled oiled bodies. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> while uh, while you look for another question, I'll just I'll reiterate on the you know the lower gladiators winning and the whole like influence bit. Um, I love telling the story because like so we have this um, this one gladiator, Troy Hard. He was literally the worst gladiator, like at the bottom of the ranks. Uh, he hadn't won for, I don't know how long it was, it was something like five or six months or something. Like he had never won a tournament. Um, one, of our, one of our core players, one of the key people in our Discord, who's you know, super fun and engaging and always there, decided that he wanted to make Troy Hard his, his favorite, right? So he's just started cheering on Troy, liking Troy, you know, talking up Troy. Um, and then eventually, when Troy came up for auction, everyone was already thinking of Troy's belonging to El Tadeshi, right? Um, and it's funny, I've never seen that name out loud, so I don't know if I pronounced that right. But, um, uh, but uh, so he actually ended up getting a really good price at the auction, right? Because everyone was like, I don't want to bid against him. He, like, he definitely deserves that gladiator, right? So he ended up owning the Troy Hard uh, contract. And then, because he had done such a good job of making Troy popular, and interesting that people started to put more items on Troy and Troy started to win more. And so now Troy is kind of like a, like a middle tier gladiator um, because of this one core player that manages to talk him up and make him like an interesting gladiator for people to, to play on and bet on. And he'll probably do even better once the seats emerge and there's cheering. If Velti uh, yeah. Desi can keep that uh, popularity up, then you know there's there's even room to do better. So yeah, I agree. That's a great story, and it's I cheer for him all the time. And I love when he comes in. Actually, we bring the gladiators into our Discord and use AI to generate their chatter, and uh, I have a great time uh, chatting with Troy. He's he's pretty hilarious, actually. He's a big Apple polisher, so uh, yeah, but he tries really hard. And Troy both, cool. both loves and hates it because he threatens him sometimes and other times wants to watch unboxing videos with him. Yeah, it was hilarious. <laughs> One of the times he threatened to polish my face was his. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've made that since then. Oh, oh that's hilarious. I, there, there's actually a really good question here in terms of with the vault. So I know you had said that uh, you kind of put the, uh, put the borrowing amount at 30%. I mean, if there is like a super duper uh, black swan uh, i guess event and the vault does become risky what does the process of liquidations look like yeah it's a, it's it a really good question mm -hmm. um and i think so the vault would be in the user's control the whole time it wouldn't be wrapped in our contracts and so i think it would just be the the same basically um and uh the only thing is that the vault has to be open like we will check if the vault is open when you do your cheering, right? So, but it's not like a wrapped contract that like has to be unwrapped or something like that. So it'd be the same as it was now. Yeah, 
Um, <laughs> Troy has a great PR team. Yeah, I guess like do you, do you do you envision like any of these gladiators getting sponsors from like uh, Nike or Adidas at some point? <laughs> Not from Nike and Adidas, <laughs> but from from Chidao or or, or yeah, Abbe of course. Or, <laughs> those are the ones where they're like, oh, <laughs> no, yeah. Nike I mean, um, space who cares about them? I mean, to go yeah, true. because of with our partnership, I think so. Like, I was talking to a couple of guilds, right? And so, like, there's um, going back to the if people don't know about play to earn, like, so there's a bunch of groups now that will come together and play these play to earn games basically just to make money for a DAO or a guild. Um, traditionally, our game hasn't really matched that particular economic model. Um, however, with the cheat out vaults, I think there's a really interesting economic feedback that can happen um, for any group of people, which is you can take a treasury, drop it into mm. the, the, these, this vault system, generate seats, Right, so now your treasury is going to work. Right, it's earning twenty percent or plus or whatever it is. Um, I also now have these seats that are cheering power, so then I can take other money, purchase a gladiator, and then use my cheering power and item purchases and betting um, all together to increase the the wealth of of my system. Right, so I both have money going to work for my treasury plus influence, and so I can then purchase a gladiator and make it win more. Right. I'm not sure. It sounds like we're going to need to have another committee uh, pop yeah. up here on uh, on Shadow. <laughs> it looks <laughs> the, like uh, the Gladiator <laughs> committee. Yep. Uh, people are enjoying the, right. this. Uh, th there are a lot of metaverse conversation here. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if 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 you guys want to talk, like, touch upon that really quickly, I, I do want to respect your time because I, I know we kind of were at the top of the hour and and all that kind of stuff. So if if maybe you want to just touch on like some, some final final bits, maybe a little bit in terms of the metaverse, um, kind of where where we're heading, uh, where we're heading next, and then I'll I'll let you guys let you guys go back to your day. <laughs> I mean, this is super fun. I'm I'm always love talking about the game and the future of the game, especially too. Um, so I, I you know it's funny I I said this in on tw my Twitter a lot. Like I looked at our Discord, um, and I'm like this is the metaverse. It's not what people think of. It's not wearing a VR headset and like walking around having a, a meeting in some other virtual realm. But like we have, uh, we have gladiators that come in and talk to you with artificial intelligence and they have their own personalities, right? They, um, we have players that are having social interaction and connecting in a, in a real way um, and, and talking and enjoying a game that exists there. Um, that happens in this like other realm, right? And to me, that is like to me like when I hear Zuckerberg talk about the metaverse, it sounds dystopian. Or but even like when I look at other games that are trying to be the metaverse, to me that's kind of antithetical to what it will be, which is more akin to the internet today. Which will be there will be a variety of ways that people interact with each other in the digital realm. And the kind of key thing to me that makes a metaverse is people, like real human connection, um, as opposed to like just machine to machine connection, but enhanced by all the digital tools that we have. So whether that's, you know, like for us, it's AI gladiators and a gladiator battle game. Maybe for others, it is like doing, you know, VR bobsledding or whatever, right? But like, um, but to me, the, the metaverse 
is a collection of various interfaces and, and the real thing that brings it together is, is people. I love that. I love yep. that. It was, yeah, it was such a, it was such a pleasure chatting with you, uh, chatting with you gents. It's, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm hella excited for this partnership. Uh, I was not joking, Nacho, about <laughs> creating a committee. Let's uh, at least see what yeah. our uh, community thinks about the, that. Gaming committee, yeah, <laughs> I can see it. Awesome. Exactly. Yeah, we, I, I'm not going to add anything to what Topper said. That that sums it up very nicely. So this is, seems like a great way to end. But we just want to say thank you again for having us on, and we're so excited about this. Is a two way partnership here, getting this going, and like you know maybe a whole new way of working and model. So we're really excited about it, and it's going to keep evolving and get even better. Perfect. Well, thank you, uh, thank you everybody in the audience for joining. Thank you, Crypto Coliseum. Uh, we're looking forward to this partnership, and there's going to be a lot more to come. Thank you so much for having us. It's been a lot of fun. Perfect. All right. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.